Welcome to Real Estate 360. And now, your hosts and experts, Steve Connolly and Jason Miles. Well, good morning, everyone. Good morning, good day. Whenever you're seeing us, hearing us, however you do it, my name is Jason Miles. And uh, this is Steve Connolly. This is Real Estate 360 Show. And we have realestate360show.com. That's correct. So and, what's going on? Well, we also have Real Estate 360 Show on uh, iTunes, uh, Google. So go there. Uh, go to iTunes. Check us out. Leave us a review. You don't even know how important that is to us. We just want to know how much you love us, how much you hate us, what you'd like to hear, if you like the content. You know, whatever you want to say. Just say right. something. Go download the show. You can hear it, listen to it, watch it, YouTube as well. Real Estate 360. And you can even find us on Vimeo. Vimeo. Pronounce that for me. Uh, uh, that's what you said. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but you'll have to search us in order to find us. A lot easier you know, on YouTube, though. A lot easier on YouTube. You want to go to YouTube. So, so cool. What are we talking about? Uh, you know well, what? We have a fantastic show today. Absolutely. As Tell usual. As usual. Tell me about it. Well, first off, we're going to do a quick review of what we spoke about last week, which is the three things you need to know. Every investor needs to know before they start jumping into real estate. And basically, it's a sorting process, right? So you want to find out what a property is worth after it's all fixed up and ready to go. We call that after-repaired value or ARV. You hear us say that, ARV a lot. Sometimes we go through that really quick, but... That's what it means after repaired value. I got, I got wait, one second. Sure. Yeah, for those that are watching, I just need to know, does anyone else hear piano music in the back of their <laughs> head? Because I, I know I do. Do you? What, can what's I get going little, on? Can I get a little Elton John going on right now? Well, we'll have to get a CD out <laughs> because there ain't no playing going on over here. <laughs> but, you know, we can look the part and we can have some fun. You guys have to go to YouTube and see this episode with uh, our man Steve over here, the man who never ceases to amaze us. Man, I got, I just got to, I got to have some fun with this, you know? I mean, yes, it's radio, but... There are three cameras in here. There are three cameras, and which it, they can all be seen on YouTube. And it's my job, Shameless you know, to in. notice those cameras and take advantage <laughs> of them in some way, you know. I mean, but well, at the same time, you know, it really the message is, you know. Every good team should have a superhero. When, hey, I like that. Okay. That's, you're the yeah, guy. but we're both superheroes, you know. So, <laughs> anyway. Um, but, you know. The point is really um, not that we want to call attention to ourselves. Of course, we do. I mean, you know, it's all about the ratings, of course. But <laughs> it's not really about that. It's more about the lifestyle. And yes. Dale Wansley talks about that a lot. He even named his company that. And I have a lot of respect for that man because right. I, I listen to him a lot. He talks about the multifamily. And we're going to talk about that. A little bit. A little bit today. So, um but it's about not taking ourselves too seriously. You know what I mean? Because yeah, it is a lifestyle. Yeah. I mean, everything you do is a lifestyle. So if you're a secretary, that's your lifestyle, you know. Just embrace it. Whatever it is you do or whatever it is you want to do in life and who you want to be, just be that person. Wherever you are in life, just be who you want to be. It's not about faking it till you make it. No. Just be, right? Yeah. Be in the lifestyle that you want to be 100% of the time. I mean, you can be whatever you want to be right there, right in the mind. Just be that person. But to get back to the recap. Is this too much? I love it. I can, can you switch. see well? I can see fine. You look like you it can see like the future with those It feels like Christmas in things. here, you know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. 
<laughs> see, see the future of those things. Tell me, Swami, what, what, what will become of me? Well, we're going to talk about, I don't know about you, but we're going to talk about overall market trends in a little bit, which is your idea, which is a fantastic idea well, for our topic. I'll take, I'll take the credit for coming that. Coming up, yes. Do I get extra publishing for that? No? Yes, sir. Yeah. Now, let's get back. Uh, so the other two things that an investor So we got ARV. Is, right. And then we need to know what the asking price is right now. So, you know, that's a, that's a determining factor. Right. Not and, necessarily you're going to pay that or anything and else. And for us, the asking price is what we're asking to buy it for. No, no. This is when we're looking for things to buy. Okay. Gotcha. So, we're, so we're, what are they asking for the property for us to evaluate it on a purchase? Mm-hmm. Thanks mm-hmm. for asking that. And then thirdly, we, we want to know and kind of estimate the amount of repairs necessary mm. to bring that property up to that ARV, the after-repaired value. Because we can't do anything. We can't make any offers. You can't hire contractors. Right. You know, you're just out there spinning your wheels if you don't know some of those numbers. And there are a lot of people that kind of, especially when it comes to the asking price part, yeah. there are a lot of people that just don't care what the asking price is. They're going to put the offer in as they need to put it in. Yeah, and I'm, and I'm glad you mentioned that because really what I'm looking for and what you're looking for is something that's fairly close or better than what we would offer anyway. Mm-hmm. So if you've got 100 properties in, laying out there in front of you on, on the MLS sheets or, the, or Zillow or what have you, and you sort through and you find that there's, you know, out of these investment properties, there's two of them that are pretty close, you know, to the uh, price that would generate our needed profit on a, on a purchase, mm-hmm. then those are the ones you want to offer on. That way you've got a lot less negotiating to do and a lot higher percentage of possibility of actually getting a signed contract. That's right. And also, <clears throat> real briefly, so we can kind of get into the subject matter of the day, uh, don't be greedy as an investor. And what I mean by that is, you know, don't, if the deal isn't good for both parties, it's not, it's not a good deal, period. Because ultimately what happens is you wind up having this negative discourse throughout the entire process. And we've seen people walk away from closings because, you know, they just weren't happy. You know, whether it be the buyer or the seller, generally it will be the seller yeah. who walks away, right? Or the buyer will walk away when the seller changes the terms at the last minute. You know, we, we've seen these things. Uh, buyer, the seller isn't familiar with all of the stuff on the, I mean, they know, they know if their liens on their property, but it's always a, oh my God, I didn't know that was there. You know, and now I need 2,800 more dollars from you, sir. You know, right. uh, those things happen. Also, when we're looking at properties, you know, and I've done this, I've done it a good number of times. I'll go look at a property that someone has responded to, you know, whatever marketing process they went through could have been a call could have been uh, direct mail could have been a bandit sign most of the times in this case it's uh, direct mail though mm. you go look at the house and the house it's in pretty good condition and you know you know because you've already done your pre-work before you get to the house you know that this house can sell for more than you're going to ask for easily right at that point it's it's not about taking advantage of the person selling it now if they shoot you know if they say when you ask them, you know, what do you have in mind? If they say a number that you can live with to buy it, then okay, buy it. But right. generally speaking, if if that person knows, hey, look, I've been contemplating putting my house on the market. If I can save 
you know, $7,000 by selling it to you directly. I'd rather do that than pay a realtor because you get that a lot. Yeah. But they really want a retail number or something close to a retail number, which we can't possibly offer because we're in business to make money, right? Yeah. Not Not live in that particular house. What I do in every one of those situations is I hand those off to uh, um, an agent that we work with. Absolutely. Uh, I send those to Mr. Uh, Sammy Hadid in particular, right? Because I know he's going to take care of them for one. But two, this is a service that's being provided to a person who is obviously considering what they need to do with their home. And I don't want to give them that negative experience in the real estate uh, because people already feel that way about investors. Well, you know, the only reason that we exist in the marketplace is to solve problems. That's correct. And if somebody doesn't have a real estate related problem, then we don't even need to be there. You That's know? for sure. Now, if they have a problem and they need to sell right now, they're in foreclosure, they're getting a divorce, they need to settle some, settle an estate in a probate, and they need to do it fast, efficient, and cash, we're the guys. But That's right. if they're sound financially and they've got a decent house and it's going to retail on the marketplace, then absolutely, we'll just, we'll just call Sammy and say, hey, this is this is for you. We don't, you know, we don't need to be here. And we'll That's tell right. our, we'll we'll tell our our sellers that. That's right. You know, and I, we just explain it. There is not a reason for us to be here. That's right. I mean, I do it all the time. Hmm? I have a lady who now just just gives us opportunities because we passed up on buying her house. Okay, right. right? Because she could get more money for it. You know, why, you know, why try to convince her to sell it to us for peanuts? She wasn't, she, I mean, she was that person. She knew she could get more money for the house. Yeah. She was just trying to find a way uh, to potentially save money in fees or commissions or whatever, right? She was just exploring options. So the conversation that I had with her made her feel so good. She's, she sends people to our events. Yeah. She sends us opportunities that she doesn't, she can't buy that she might run across or know someone that's selling a property. So we're still benefiting, benefiting from just being honest guys. And, you know, there are plenty of properties out there to buy. We don't have to read, we don't have to negotiate a particular property, you know, and try to outsmart the seller or any, any of that stuff. <laughs> right. You no, know, because that doesn't really work. And it, it comes back and bites you afterwards anyway. Every time. And so that, you know, if you go at this from an abundance point of view, you'll you'll be good. You know, you'll be great. There's plenty. Right. As I say, people can mess up houses faster than we can fix them up every time. But yeah. listen, we're getting ready to take a break. But when we come back, yeah. let's talk about you know just existing market conditions and what investors can do to protect themselves from the looming recession. Do you need to sell your house? Well, our company will buy, will buy your house. We make the process very fast, very easy, and it's all cash. All you have to do is give us a call today. We'll buy your house. Click 833willbuy.com. That's 833-W-E-L-L-B-U-Y.com. Or call 833willbuy. Se habla español, llámanos, call us today. Hi, I'm Steve Connolly. And I'm Jason Miles. And we do the Real Estate 360 show. So if you want to learn how to invest in real estate with something or with nothing at all, tune in on Thursdays at 11 a.m. right here on Biz 1190. 
We are back, and Steve has decided to show up in his, what I like to call, the deal analyzer glasses. Oh, okay. Yeah, man, these are fantastic, you know. They've got the reflective portion out there, so it knocks out all of the bad deals. And then, you know, they're polarized, so, you know, you can see exactly what things, you know, look like in the real world, quote, unquote. Anyway, they're the behind they're, the scenes world. They're nice glasses, you know. Pull back the curtain. They're good driving glasses. Yeah. They're good driving glasses. Yeah. Well, if you're if you're in the matrix. Yes, sir. Yes. <laughs> well, one, I guess it's all ones and zeros from here. I guess you got to go, you know, and look us up on the video, man. You know, yes. that's that's what we're pushing for. You go watch the videos. And okay. Da- and download us. You know, download the podcast on iTunes and Spotify and all that great stuff. Just. Got to watch. Got to hear us. Got to watch us. Before we get into our next segment of uh, predictions, if you will, mm. you know, we we talked a little about a bit about ARVs and the three things you need to know mm. as a review. And uh, September the fourteenth, we have another seminar for two hours, pure information, just like we deliver on this show right here. For two hours, you go to Eventbrite. Dot com or go to our website, realestate360show.com, mm-hmm. and look for it. It's how to use Zillow for all of your research. And, hey, one of our producers here said, what about this Z-estimate thing and our Zestimate? I don't know right, how right. you pronounce it. And we said, no, don't use that. No, that, that'll just sink your battleship. You know what <laughs> I'm saying? Um, but you can extrapolate mm. Mm. all of the information out of Zillow that you need, or you can use Redfin or it's not the other even ones. Thesaurus Thursday yet? Pardon? It's not even the Thesaurus Thursday. Excuse me. Oh yeah, <laughs> you know, I used that word a, a couple shows ago. Yeah, and, yeah. And you questioned me on it. And I sent you the Google definition. It wasn't extrapolate though. It was another word. Yeah, I thought it wasn't. Well, maybe it wasn't. No, it was another one. This is another one. I'm loving it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> anyway, so Thesaurus Thursday, September 14th. <laughs> Let's go <laughs> September 14th for how to use your online resources to do all your research for free. Absolutely. Now, that's not the only way. We're going to bring Sammy Hadid on in a little bit. Correct. We want to touch on on calling realtors. You know, maybe you're too lazy to look online or maybe you don't understand the online stuff. Call a local realtor in that neighborhood and find out what's going on. But we'll talk for about sure. that later. Absolutely. I mean... You know, we, we do a lot of different kinds. I mean, this is called Real Estate 360 uh, for a reason, because we do it all. You know, wholesaling, fix and flip, retailing, uh, multifamily, land, you know, uh, financing, just on and on and on and on. Uh, as we were talking a little bit earlier, you know, I've been <clears throat> studying up on a lot of, you know, commercial debt options and looking at what our economy is doing, what's available for us. And in the space that we're in or the two spaces in particular that we're in, in the multifamily space and on our retail sales, well, really even on our wholesale acquisitions now, specifically right now, when price, people are still asking for the high prices, you know, on these deals, but we know we need to be in the, the lower end of the spectrum because we can see the future because you possess those wonderful glasses. Yes, sir, that's right. right. So since we can see the future, meaning really, truly, that it's not that we can see the future, it's that we understand market conditions. We have a better understanding than a lot of people. We definitely have a better understanding today than we did 10, 12 years ago. 
right. know, and there's a very unique thing going on in this market. Mm. And one of that, and what that is, is if you look at the median priced house and anything over the median priced house, it is a buyer's market. Mm-hmm. Anything under the median priced house, it's a seller's market. Mm-hmm. It's a split market. Right. And that is the first time that's ever happened. It's a, it's an amazing place to be. Yeah, you know, it is. It really is. And it, 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 it puts you in the middle of a game, if you will, of how to price a home, which is what you just mentioned just a few minutes ago. And listen, it doesn't matter how great you think you are as a real estate investor. It doesn't matter how long you've been doing this. Things are different all the time. Yes, you can have your pulse, your thumb on the pulse of the industry, but consulting with people that are boots on the ground every single day, you know, like Sammy or any agent that you'd like to deal with, but Sammy, you know, <laughs> call Sammy. Um, but it's imp- it's imperative, actually, that you reach out and say, hey, listen, I have this house. Um, I'm going to be renovating it. I'm going to be selling it. It should take us about X amount of months to get there. This is the price I'm looking at. What do you think, Mr. or Mrs. Agent? Absolutely. Even with these glasses, which gives me a very (laughs) unique perspective, I'm still limited to the one perspective that I can see through these glasses or through my eyeballs. Mm. So it's highly important to, as you said, reach out, get other people's perspectives. They have research available like on the MLS. You know, they can see what's going on in the neighborhood. Right. And, you know, you might get over-enthusiastic about what you think is is something that's worth. I always do. Absolutely. That's my job, you know. (laughs) That's right. We want a million dollars for something we just spent 100000 on. Absolutely. I mean, it's just what we want. I mean, what can you do? Mm. You know, it's there. It's what we do. Having said that, though, Working with someone who, an agent in particular, if you're retailing a home, is you want them to be a part of the process the whole time, especially if they're worth their stock, right? And, you know, they, meaning they do the work, they do the research, they know how to market effectively. Um, they're finding the data in their company if they're with, if they're, if they're with a big company or if they're a person like me that's going to sit down and do all this research all the time, they're going to know what the best price should be or in terms of the price point for your home, a window. You know, they're going to know if you're over the top. They're going to know if you're putting too much in the house. You know, like, oh, you don't need to have, you know, the three-inch uh, granite or whatever kind of, you know, those big table uh, countertops. Yeah, you may not need You may not need that, right? You may, you may not need quartz. You may just need formica. Yeah, you know, exactly. depending on what you're doing. You know? Exactly. You know, so it's, it's, it's just knowing those things that those intricacies, intricacies, if you will, that are really going to help you as a seller, as an investor, uh, really kind of get in the game and, and make better deals, which require thinner offers, especially in times like this. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we've got houses that you know, we were marketing at one price. Now we know we have to come back on those prices because we want to move you know, that inventory, we got to get, even if we don't make any money, we have to move that inventory to make room for good inventory, exactly. you know, newer, newer inventory, uh, at, that it's going to be priced better for what we want to do, you know, six months from now or whatever the situation is. Cause you know, it's, it's, it's so, so very important to understand the kind of cycles that we're in and see what's going on. And sidebar here, you know, we're watching all these 
Class A. We started this conversation this morning, guys, with the with the group here, and we're watching all these Class A apartment buildings. Before being we built. go right there, oh, but it's so imper- it's important. It's okay. important. Hit it. It's important because if you you're seeing it, we're all seeing it. We're, we're we can't go down the street without the detour and the yellow or the orange cones and the you know it's just simply everywhere. Now those things are being overbuilt. And they're overpriced for most of us. I mean, when we're looking at a place, a lot of people don't want to buy a single-family house. A lot of people want to buy an apartment, a condo, a townhouse. You know, but when the starting price is $350,000, they always say starting in the low to mid threes, right? <laughs> you got to get excited. You get there, it's three ninety nine. What happened to the low to mid part? You know, we're at the, at the high end of this thing here. People aren't going to be able to do that. And when I say people, I'm not just talking about the buyers. I'm talking about the sellers. Those sellers are going to have to get realistic here in a short period of time. They're not going to be able to do it forever. And that is when we'll start to see a lot of the things that we've seen before in our industry in terms of sliding prices where people know, you know, it's like there's no question we can't hold out anymore. That's right. You know, they, and and, you know, if you're looking at the internet, you'll see price reductions here a, a lot more. I mean, over the last two and a half, three years, we have seen some major shifts yeah. in in the overall real estate market. I mean, when we jumped in in certain areas, uh, we saw prices just rocket up. Yeah, super I mean, fast. We probably were somewhat of a catalyst for that because we were so active in certain areas. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but uh, then we saw it uh, kind of level out, and we we kind of transferred our business from strictly wholesale into some fix and flips. Mm-hmm. And as we saw that plateauing, and now, uh, again, it's changing. I mean, I've just never seen stuff move so fast yeah. as I have. I mean, I've only been at this for 35 or so years. <laughs> but I've never seen the market move so fast in terms yeah. of ups, plateaus, changes. Now we're, we're looking at possibly a slowdown, we'll call it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then, uh, but so what do you do now? And we're, we're evolving quickly. Now, a lot of people we see who are maybe still trying to do just wholesale stuff, they're dying. Yes, they are. They absolutely are. And the, listen, <clears throat> if you're a small business person out there, whether you're wholesaling or fixing and flipping or even buying, you know, small apartment buildings, if you're that person, you're small enough to shift. You could turn on a dime. You just have to have your eyes open. You have to communicate with people in the market, understand what's going on so that you can shift. You're a tugboat. You know, we've all heard that analogy, right? If there's a tugboat and a battleship in the middle of the water and they both get the call at the same time to come back, that battleship's going to go 50 miles out and turn around before it can do the U-turn. The battleship can, I mean, the... Uh, um, a little tugboat can simply just turn around and come back and get there faster. It could, but a lot of people have their minds to deal with, and so their rudders are stuck That's right. in one thing. And what you have to do is you have to step out of that and learn some new stuff. in order around to a new m- group of people. Yeah, put some grease on your rudder, That's right. you know, some WD-40, <laughs> something. That's right. And turn it. That's you right. Know? You have to... You have to get out there. You're watching market shifts. You're hearing about it every day. Whether it does or it doesn't, you need to prepare yourself. You need to prepare yourself for how you're going to continue to do business from here on forward. And coming up, we have Mr. Sammy Hadid, realtor from outer space. I mean, he's, he's the best. Yeah, yeah, he's the man. Yeah, so. But we're going to take a little break, right? Yes, sir. And let's get back here with Sammy. 
we are back. We are back. And as promised, we have the one and only Sammy Hadid. Woo! <laughs> yes, I love that guy. <laughs> so what's up, Mr. Sammy? Oh, it's just another beautiful day to sell real estate, Jason. Yes, 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 it is. I'm happy to see you as well, Steve. Thank Very you. Very happy, sir. Very happy. Well, the glasses are pretty spiffy. I, I'm enjoying them a lot. Well, okay. Well, stick around for segment four because there'll be more to come. <laughs> well, well, Sammy, I know you've been hearing a lot about what we've been talking about, and uh, I wanted to get your input on a lot of this as you are in that space daily. You know, you're dealing with people daily, weekly, monthly that are in different types of situations in this in this market. Knowing, knowing that you sold a bunch of real estate when the times were good, were great. Good isn't even really uh, good is even is an understatement. <laughs> right. Fantastic. Yeah. Now, I mean, what are you seeing right now? How does it how does it how does it affect your business and how are you helping uh, the homeowners and investors get through all this that's going on in their business? Well, certainly uh, you gentlemen have touched on it a lot. It's a ever shifting market that's going on right now, of course. And uh, kind of like you just mentioned, uh, even up until a year ago, you could list a property at a fair market value, and it was easy enough that somebody would bring a buyer and it would go under contract. But now there has been a shift. Uh, Steve had mentioned it just a minute ago, a leveling out and kind of a, a decrease, some would say. So right now I'm taking on a lot of clients whose homes were either expired or withdrawn off the market during the, the spring and summer season. And it's and, not. And, and I just want to be clear. When you say expired or withdrawn, what you're saying is the listing was there for three months, six months, nothing happened, or the owner of that property pulled it off, withdrew it from MLS to search other options. Yes, the owners withdrew it to search other options. They weren't happy with what the which, with the results they were getting, mm -hmm. and uh, I would approach them and. I swear to you, these people are essentially just telling me, Sam, I, I just need this property sold. That That's all I want is I need it sold. They have, they're moving on to the next chapter of their lives. They're building a home. They're relocating, whatever it may be. Hmm. And not to say that the agents before them did a bad job. They had, in my opinion, actually priced the property to what was a fair market value, I guess you could say. But even that is not enough anymore. Mm -hmm. And I'm not even talking about luxury market, you know, where it's six fifty to seven hundred thousand, even higher. Where these are properties that are priced in the two and three hundreds. Wow. Which kind of like you said, a year ago, two years ago. I mean, your grandmother could list it, and it would go under contract. Yeah. You know, because yeah. the market was so strong. Wow. So, <clears throat> excuse me. So, having said that, you know, what are you doing, or what are you? How are you? leading your clients to the well of prosperity. So <laughs> lay a little breadcrumbs out, you know, let, them, let them follow it to the promised land. That's Absolutely. Right. Just follow me, Sammy Hadid. I'm That's from right. outer space, baby. <laughs> right. Yeah. So these days what I'm doing is I'm bringing an insane amount of data, right. In regards to what the houses around the properties are selling for. Mm. Okay. And I'm showing them the average days on market. And at that point, it's up to them to understand that the market has shifted and they might not be able to get what they felt was fair market value even a few months ago. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's an ever-changing market, as you know. You know, real estate is affected by everything going on in the global economy, things of that nature. So right. it's a trickle-down effect. Right, because it's the financial markets ultimately that we're really talking about. 
Of course. So right now, I mean, we're, we're watching people be a little fearful of making purchases, really, of, of any significant size, whether it be a car or a home. Sure. Even though interest rates are low. I mean, they're, they're beyond low. I mean, we're seeing a lot of refinances, which makes right. sense. Yeah. But uh, home purchases, you would think, you know, that a three, three and a quarter percent interest rate would stimulate, you know, the market to, to get into something because you would think, right? You would think that, but that's, we're seeing the exact opposite. The lower the interest rates go, the slower the existing home sales and new home sales uh, seem to be moving. Yeah. So it, it's a little discerning to say the least, you know, I mean, I have a, a woman whose, pro- whose home has been renovated. It's beautiful. It's priced at 250000 and never in my life would I have thought it would have lasted, you know, two, three weeks on the market. So oh. it, it's, like I said, it's a bit discerning at the moment. So now pricing it aggressively uh, today is not something that you would recommend, at least on the upside. Well, on the, I would recommend pricing it aggressively, especially if you want it sold. Mm-hmm. And, you know, some people are moving and they don't want to carry on two mortgages. So. Mm-hmm. In the end, people still love value. Right, I mean, it, right. it, it always comes down to value. It always comes down to dollars and cents, no matter what anybody okay. tells you. So you can either choose to price it aggressively or know that there might that you might have to wait until perhaps next year to get a fair market value for mm-hmm, it. Mm-hmm. But in the current market, if you want a property sold, I, I genuinely believe that you have to price it aggressively. So do you think that it's a supply and demand issue? Because I, I'm... I'm suggesting that because interest rates are lower doesn't mean that people are going to buy less. It would seem to mean that they would buy more. Mm-hmm. So I'm not saying I'm, so I'm thinking the correlation might be something else besides, you know, you lower interest rates and you people buy less. That doesn't make any sense. But um, is it supply and demand? Supply and demand. I, I, I think there's a lot more supply than there is demand at the moment. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Personally. Just because, I mean, just with the listings that I have now, even at, like I said, at a fair price, I noticed that the showings are nearly as many as I would have thought it would be. Mm-hmm. Again, and, it, and this might be me referencing back to the heyday, I guess you could say, when it was easy to sell a house. You know, you just priced it okay, maybe fairly, and you get a lot of showings and maybe even a couple offers. Yeah, back in the roaring mid-teens. The roaring mid-teens, <laughs> right. The roaring mid-teens, baby. Oh, do you remember that time? <laughs> but, you know, if you look at uh, what's going on, we're just doing another cycle. Yeah. Have, has anybody ever heard of the boom-bust economy? Guess what? We're doing it again. Mm-hmm. You know, it was boom, and now it's kind of slowing down a little bit. I'm not going to say bust. But, you know, a year ago, I was driving around looking at all these new construction things going on. I'm thinking, oh, great, look at all this stuff I'm going to get to buy really cheap, you know, in a year and a half, two years from now. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I, and, and, you're, and you're right. It is just an, a, a, it's part of the cycle. So when you look historically, uh, and I'm going to use this word again, not that I, I'm not, I don't want it to be there, but it's there, the word, the R word. Yeah. Um, can we you just know, say slow down? It is. It is a slowdown. It's definitely right let's, now. Let's not a make it right. Let's not make it totally a self fulfilling prophecy. Well, even if, even if it were though, yeah. Over the past twenty years, those cycles have occurred. I think five times, four times. Yeah. And the average duration is only ten months. That means it was worse right there in the middle. You know, that was when it was at its worst. So. If it's happening now, it's a slow it's a slowdown, and it gets to that point, and then it's really bad in the middle, and then it slowly gets better until 
they say, okay, this was the recovery. But that average time is 10 months. Considered going way back in time when that same kind of, those same economic conditions would happen, I don't know, let's say uh, from the 1920s to the 40s, to the mid-40s. In that 25-year time span, a recession would last almost two years. Wow. Almost two years. <laughs> so Let's get back to Sammy. What do you so think the, about this? Exactly, and that's exactly where I'm going with it. So, Sammy, you know, when we're looking, you've been doing this now for several years. You started doing this right after the the biggest recession of modern times. Oh, the crash and burn. Right. Yes, yes. <laughs> and and you, you started to learn what to do and how to implement different strategies after that. Certainly. So knowing that, expecting it not to be that bad, but there being this slowdown, when you're working with someone like us, how are you, how are you saying, hey, listen, you know, this is how you need to price this right now. I know a year ago when you bought it or, you know, you thought you could get 400,000, but right now, this is what you need to do. I mean, how do you have that conversation? And how is it a percentage? Is it an is it an area? Well, you- the way you have that type of conversation is again, you show up very well prepared in regards to the properties that have sold uh, within the last six months that are very similar to yours, of course, right? And by the end of the conversation, you and the seller should be on the same page in regards to pricing. And I've never had anybody give me a big hug at the closing table and say you know what, Sam, this was sold for so much more than I ever would have thought. Thank you so much. You know, yeah, I, I, I thank you. Come over for dinner. We'll have wine. It's never like that. I mean, nobody ever gets as much as they want. So it all depends on what's going on with the market. And like I said, after we sit down and go over everything in detail, we should have the same mindset in regards to what a proper, the property will sell for. And if we're on the same page, then the property is going to sell right. nine times out of 10. And a lot of times, you're just not on the same page. So it's this this pain that has to be the teacher for some of the sellers. Well, it, it, it can be unfortunate sometimes. Yeah. I met with a for sale by owner just a couple of days ago, and he had a, he has a house in Old Fourth Ward, you know, right near Inman Park, which is a booming area, right? Mm. As a for sale by owner, he had his property, and it was a very nice house, on the market for $560. $560. I go through all the comps with him. And by the end of it, you can see their demeanor, how they just kind of sink into their chair, you know, because they know it just as well as I do. Right. You know, you know what? Put yourself in the position of the buyer. They have access to all this information, same as we do. What price would you pay for the house? Then there's always this little silence, you know. Um, so he's at five sixty right now. The price I suggested was four seventy five mm. for the property. Needless to say, he's you know he's going to continue to rent it out and maybe revisit the market in a year. Right. He even looked at me since we're, ta- we're since we're talking about this topic and said, I should have done this eight months ago. That's yeah. what he said to me. Yeah. Cause now he's all in. Yeah. All in. I mean, I, I mean, it's not a bad position to be in. You have a great house with, with good renters in right. it, but in the same sense, maybe he needed that cash for something else. Yeah. Right? But I can, I can see him right now when <clears throat> I can visualize him sinking back into his seat you know, his eyes are shifting, a little bead of sweat, the ominous music in the background. You know, when he realized that, you know, I thought about this. I should have done something. We did nothing. You actually hear that noise, too. Exactly. You actually hear that noise. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Happens. <laughs> Such is life. Well, Sammy, listen, man, I want to really thank you for uh, sharing your insights into this market with us today. I really appreciate you. And if anyone needs to, wants to reach out to you, what do they need to do? 
please dial my number anytime. 305-978-4249 is my cell. Please leave a voicemail. I will always get back to you. And we'll make sure there's a link for him uh, on this as well. Well, you guys are the best, and i just like to say, go Falcons, baby. Brand new football season in the ATL. <laughs> Thanks, man. Thank you. Welcome back to uh, the fourth segment of this particular Real Estate 360 show. Realestate360show.com. Those and this is Steve Connolly. Cowboy. And dun, Mr. That's <laughs> <laughs> Jason Miles. Again, you guys have got to go to YouTube. What's changed? Oh, man. I, I, I can't even. I can't even. I can't even. I mean, it is bright. We got a lot of glitter going on over here. We've got like the, I got to say it, the male stripper version of... Uh, of uh, uh, oh, Eastwood Ma- over here. Magic Steve. Huh? <laughs> That's right, Magic Steve. <laughs> Keep your cow boots on, I was buddy. thinking more of, you know, <laughs> a, you know, I'm just here to sing a song, you know what I'm saying? And, you know, it's just another love song. I love it, man. <laughs> you guys have got to go to YouTube to see this. You got to go. Real Estate 360 show. You got to see it. And, uh, of Having course, fun. the podcast. But, Steve. Yes. We've got something coming up. Uh, yes, we do. Uh, we mentioned it earlier. I just wanted to mention it one more time. We do have a venue change. We're going to be at the Panera Bread in their conference room in Roswell for the, you know, do your research using Zillow two-hour segment. I'm, not, I'm probably going to be the one teaching that. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know if I want I have no problem with that. Yeah, I know you don't. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so that is September 14th for two hours from 10 o'clock to 12 o'clock. We will not be bringing in our continental breakfast. No, not this time. Panera bread. I think they'd probably not appreciate yeah, that. Yeah, they, they don't like that. Yeah, they so, don't but like you that. can buy stuff there and they would appreciate that. <laughs> they would. Yeah. And you know what? And the honest honest part about it is for people that get there, you know, around 930, because there's some people that get there 915, 930, you know, the, the conversation starts, the networking starts, you know, the, there's uh, what happens after the show, you know, there's oh, yeah. the networking and the deal flow, you know, all the connections that are made. So it's two hours of actual content, but there's at least another hour and a half of just networking. You know, we're going to be talking about, it's really kind of a a segment of wholesale mastery, if you will. And, you know, really what we're teaching people is how to make substantial amount of money. I mean, you know, you can make two, three, four, five thousand dollars ten thousand dollars $5,000, $10,000 or more Mm. on these Wholesale flips. Right. And I, there's just something that just doesn't, I got to get this off my chest. I've got, something I'm, just doesn't make sense to me. Well, tell us about it. So we're, we're, we're taking our time and we're teaching people how to, how to make some really serious money. You know, these colleges and universities, they spread all their, you know, their stuff over two, three, four years. Sometimes, you know, you're sticking around for five or six in, and you know, 10, 20, 30, $50,000 a year mm-hmm. for tuition. And they're not teaching you how to make the money. Not teaching anything. That's right. Can we change? Can we can we kind of copy those guys and do that instead of what we're doing? I mean, we're charging twenty dollars. Yeah, I don't think that this uh, doesn't make sense to me. We're teaching people how to make real money. Yeah, I mean, and do it fast. Yeah, and we're we're charging twenty dollars. That's right. Are we insane? I mean, I think that this is about for us. It's about saying, hey. You can do this as well. You don't have to do it just like us. There's options for you. Here are what those options are. Again, Real Estate 360. Yeah. 
And uh, regardless of what you want to do, here's how you go about doing it. And for us, it's about kind of spreading the wealth, you know, teaching other people how to fish, you know, that whole thing, right? Because if I sit here, because we could do this, we could put this thing out there and charge you, you know, two grand, three grand, five grand, and people would come. In fact, we'd probably have a hotel full of people if we did that. We might have more people. <laughs> exactly. So, the, the, so why don't we, you know, do that? And I'm just. Yeah, I get it. Because it's just not. If you guys want to make some money and you want to do it with a, a real good team, you want to learn from people that genuinely want to see you win, that aren't trying to extrapolate $50,000 from you. I like that word. Well, thank you. I, <laughs> it is the sorest Thursday. <laughs> But if you're, I mean, listen, if you just want to give your money away, we will have a hat at the door. Okay. But come get the information, build, get to be a part of a network. Cause we talk about this all the time. If you want to get somewhere, you need to be around the people that are already where you're trying to go. You can't be around all your friends and, and, and think that you're going to make it because they can't give you the information. If they're not doing it, you have to be around them, around the people that are doing it. If you want to be Anything, you have to put yourself in a circle of people that can help you get there. And by sitting back and saying, you know, I'm not going to do it or it's, it's not worth it or it's not worth my time, but you're out here and you're trying to figure it out and you're spending, you know, 100 bucks here, 50 bucks there, 80 bucks there, $500 on this, you know, whatever, and it's not working for you, you need to put yourself physically in front of people that can get you to where you want to go because we're already doing it. And we've got people in our group that come pretty much every month. Absolutely. And are doing things. We've got one lady that's about to make, what, 10, 15,000? I have no idea, but she's going to make some good money. Like, yeah, on, yeah, that's uh, just a one deal. Right, exactly. It's just a one deal. Now, you know, you know <laughs> if you look around at your five closest friends and you look at how much they're making, it's probably about what you're earning. That's right. And, you know, sometimes, you know, you might want to change some friends. Right. I don't know. Hey, listen, you can keep your friends. Just add another five and sp- that, that are doing what you want to do and spread, spread your time out amongst them. I guarantee you'll wind up spending more time with the people that are going to make you money. Let's flip over to a new topic. Uh, <laughs> I'm ready. Because, you know, you were talking, uh, we've talked about multifamily uh, yes, a little bit during the segments and before the show. Yes, sir. And, you know, we listen to Dale Walmsley, and uh, we, we love what he's talking about because we're doing that, too. We're doing right. exactly the same thing. That's right. Uh, would you talk about that for a little bit? Sure. I mean, you know, listen, the multifamily business is spectacular, and there's a lot of ways for you to get involved in it. Just to, for starters, a lot of people think, you know, because I was guilty of this some time ago as well, years ago. Oh, you got to have, you know, all this money, these millions of dollars to buy an apartment building. Because in our mind, we were conditioned to be consumers. And even though we were, I was investing in real estate, I was looking at investing in multifamilies the same way I would have had to have invested in the single family world. Well, that's just not the case. I mean, we're buying assets with, you know, that are, that are producing income or have the potential to produce significant amounts of income uh, for us you know, we've been able to create ways for people to get involved for as little as $25,000. Yeah. You know, and in multifamilies and have ownership equity and write-offs and cash flow 
You know, I mean, those are things that are, are really significant to people. And what it does to the, for the bottom line, your financial bottom line, is absolutely spectacular. Things that you cannot do and cannot get in the single-family world. Just to give you an example, have you ever heard of cost segregation? Cost segregation. Yes, I have heard of that. Yeah. Well, I'm assuming you would have heard of that. Oh, yes. you weren't talking to me. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> cost segregation is, an, is a tax method that you can only take advantage of when you spent $750,000 or more on a property, specifically commercial, multifamily, you know, things right. like that. And it's a way for you to depreciate other aspects of the property. For instance, your typical straight line, you know, uh, write-off period for a property you buy is 27 and a half years. There are some other options in there, but that's the typical one that people use. That's the structure. With cost segregation, you get more write-offs anywhere between one and seven years, depending on what it is, because the carpet is going to not, it's not going to last 30 years, right? The roof is generally not going to last 30 years. You know, the cabinets, the toilets, the fixtures, the paint on the wall, the appliances, all of that. You know, so you get to depreciate those things at a faster rate. And those things are the bulk of what your expenditures are in these properties. When we're, I mean, we're spending almost a million dollars to renovate one price, almost as much as we paid for the property. Exactly. But we'll write off that entire 800 and some odd thousand over a five-year period. Yeah. I mean, just, it's, it's extremely significant. We go from, you know, maybe a... Ten or twenty thousand dollar a year write off to a hundred thousand, hundred and forty. I think it comes out to be hundred forty, hundred fifty thousand dollars a year. But here, here's the overview. You know, we we jumped into real estate together because you know you and I met a long time ago. We, you know, life happened. We separated and and then we we came back together as real estate. The story of every great relationship. Absolutely. And so. So we, we did the wholesale, we, we saw the market change. And so we started doing the fix and flip and we we're seeing the market change. Yes. So we're, we're actually, we're dialing back a little bit to more wholesale. It's very specific wholesale, mm. creating our own opportunities. And we're moving into multifamily. Why? Because what happened in 2008, nine and 10 with multifamily? Well, that's a very interesting question. I'm glad you brought this point up, Steve. So with multifamily, when we were watching all these foreclosures in the single-family world occur, we were watching financing dry up for that, of course, and then commercial financing dried up right after that because why wouldn't they? Because people don't have money to spend on goods, right? So these funding opportunities and earning opportunities, at least things that we were making money up to that point, were falling to the wayside. Well, what happens when you lose your house? You've got to rent somewhere. But you can't pay seventeen, eighteen hundred dollars a month for a one bedroom or a two bedroom, and you just can't do it. Right. So, and you obviously you can't buy anything, so you have to go into a certain type of apartment building, and that's what thrived. Apartment buildings, uh, uh, C and uh, and B class in particular, were. I mean, there was less than one percent foreclosure rate. It was like point four seven percent foreclosure rate. For a five or six year period, I mean, it was absolutely spectacular. It was the most stable aspect of the real estate market. But as investors, we we kind of have to be into those before there's a, yes. a, a slowdown. Yes. Or you you said maybe a recession of some yes. sort. 
But it's the cash flow lifestyle too. You know, I mean, you want to get into them. We're at the top of the market, right? But there's other opportunities in the in the C C class, even the D class area. But it creates cash flow for yourself. But you first have to learn how to be a good operator, which we can help people with as well. That's right. You know, but I gotta say because we gotta get out of here. Yeah, we do. We gotta get out of here. You guys gotta go download us. Uh, download the podcast on iTunes. I got some songs to sing, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Make sure that you go to the website and check out the event September 14th. Leave some comments on iTunes, uh, Spotify, Google Play, all that great stuff. See what we're talking about. Come and spend some time with us. We'd love to hear from you. Real Estate360Show.com signing off. Peace. Peace.